You're tuned into Toby Talks, episode 12. Summer edition with co-host Ashley Sales. And today we're going to talk about the road to nursing and the different paths you can take to get into nursing. If you have not heard about her, check out episode nine from Mm pre-med to clinical nurse instructor. So she's going to be joining me today as we talk about the road to nursing. And we really have really good perspectives. I mean, Ashley has gone on to her nursing um, to become an NP. And I am a um, bachelor's of nursing. So we kind of have two ends of the spectrums on how to help you guys on your road to nursing. Am I right, Ash? Yes, I think we do have a really great scope um, and a lot of insight on how, on the different paths you can take. And we both have taken, uh, I would say, somewhat unconventional or in, unconventional, unconventional, I don't know the word. They know Different the ways to get to nursing, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, different ways to get to nursing. So I think this will be a really good chat. I know for one, I've gotten a lot of questions where uh, people just seem to be confused with a lot of the acronyms and different, I guess, specifications in nursing. And I think we just need to clarify that for everybody. What do you think? I think the same thing, too. Because when I first started, I was overwhelmed. I was like, what? And then you'll see all these credentials and you don't know what they mean. And it's like, ugh, I just want to be a nurse and I just want to know how to start my journey. So exactly, um, I love the fact that you highlighted that. So I'm going to go ahead and share with you guys the non-RN clinical roles. And there are about a couple of them that I have jotted down on my list. And this is going to help you guys who are not actually in an RN role. Maybe you want to get your footsteps into healthcare. These are really good roles that you can start from. So one of them is called a CNA, and that stands for Certified Nurse Assistant. They can also be known as a PCA, which is a Patient Care Associate or Assistant. And those roles really are practically what you need to know to be able to do things in the healthcare. You're pretty much the assistant to like doctors and nurses, and you're very, very important. Those roles are very important. They help with daily care needs for the patients. They also help with grooming and cleaning, and they also document a lot of their um, things that they do as well. So you will be documenting information and taking care of patients more by side by side kind of thing. So you're pretty pretty much the right-hand man to a doctor and a nurse. And these two roles, the CNA or the PCA, they do need certification, but um, I encourage you to check wherever wherever you're located. Every state is different. Some need certification and some don't. So I definitely know in Texas, to be a CNA, which is a certified nurse assistant, you definitely need to have certification, which are a couple of uh, weeks full of classes, and then you sit down for um, a board exam, and then you become certified. Ashley, yes. tell me a little bit I, about a CNA helping you at work, because I know CNAs are like my <laughs> go-to people, okay? Yes, so I will say that um, different units, I think you CNAs differently or on um, PCAs. My unit where we uh, would have them help us take vital signs sometimes, um, if we were too busy doing some doing some type of assessment or procedure with a patient, we'd have them take our vital signs. Um, on my unit, they can also do like blood glucoses. So they can do like the finger sticks for um, to take a blood sugar. They help us transport patients. They're all they all have to be CPR certified. So they can help in CPR. They do compressions when you know, hopefully you don't need to, but if you do need to, um, they help with that. One thing I also did want to say, there's another acronym that we use over here. I don't know if they use it over there where you are, Toby, but um, they also use the GNA, which is hmm. a geriatric nurse's assistant. Yes. So that's like a, a different one that kind of specializes in the specific cares for the geriatric population. So a lot more about mobility, transfer, um, transfer um, devices, like the Hoyer lift and things like that. They kind of specify with that. And those people usually work in nursing homes or more like long-term facilities with um, older adults. So, wow. but it's the same idea. Yeah, it's the same idea though. Um, I'm, a lot of them are com- are like combo CNA GNA programs that are here because I guess we just have a lot of old people here. <laughs> <laughs> and but, here um, is where? Where are you located? Because I don't think our listeners know. Oh, sorry. I, oh my gosh, I didn't tell you guys. So I live in Baltimore. By work, um, right now I'm working in the DC area. So just like East Coast 
area that's where i've been seeing it a lot i know they use them a ton in florida that i know for sure um where all the retirees go (laughs) right (laughs) right so um to piggyback off of um what ashley is saying make sure that you definitely do your research like we don't know it all but what we do know we'll share it with you guys but we definitely encourage uh, what's our favorite place to go and do searches, Ashley? Google. That's the best place to start. Google That's it. That's my favorite place. Favorite place. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> so, another um, non-RN clinical role is a nurse tech. And I actually used to be a nurse tech when I was in nursing school. And nurse tech to be a nurse tech, you usually can have like some nursing courses or partial completion of a nursing program. So when I was in nursing school, I applied for a PCA, which is a patient care tech role um, or patient care associate. I applied for that role, but I got it as a nurse tech. And that means that I had some kind of knowledge and training in nursing. So I was able to do a little bit more. Like I was able to start IVs. I was able to help put in Foley catheters. And what is it? like draw blood so if you're in nursing school if you really want to start getting your hands in and start really understanding what nurses do on the unit I would definitely encourage you to get a job whether it's during the holidays or PRN which is um, as needed roles in hospitals or doctor's offices to kind of get your foot in the door because you want to be able to use the knowledge that you're learning in school and also implemented in the workforce at the same time. So I was a nurse tech and it really helped. Sometimes you can even hear these roles called nurse aid. Um, For nurse aides, I know you need certification because some of them help like um, nurses with other things as well. But those are the two roles I know that you can apply for if you're already in a nursing program to be a nurse tech or a nurse aide. Ashley, did you work while you were in um, school or have you you worked with any nurse techs? So I personally did not position while I was a nurse school um I was kind of involved and I just like didn't and I was also an accelerated program so there wasn't much time Mm -mm. even though there were people in my program that were doing it and I thought they were crazy but (laughs) to each their own they did very well um but um I will say so when I was talking about the things that the um CNAs did on my unit they were actually all nurse techs so I work in the pediatric ICU and there the only like nurse assistants or, you know, that role that they'd hire were nurse techs, which was interesting. Um, So it was like, they, I guess maybe because like you said, they can do more things. Like they allow you to do more things to help out more that just as like a CNA could do without having nursing education, but they were all nurse techs and they loved it because they felt as if they could um, get really see upfront what, the role of the nurse is on that particular unit while they were in school and could, and would say, Oh my God, this is the place I want to be, or I would absolutely not work here as a nurse, you know? Yeah. So um, you get to see up close and personal, even more than a share day you see for a whole 12 hour shift, what your role is like. I know they also use them a lot in the emergency room, which you get to see a ton of stuff. You get really good at IVs, which is a great skill to have um, yes. as a nurse in general. So you coming into this, you know, coming into the nursing field with such great skills and experience is like awesome. So I know a lot of people that love it. I would highly recommend it for people that are in traditional nursing programs that have summers off and, you know, winter breaks and stuff like that, where they can kind of go and like full fledged, just get into that role. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't hurt to be making some money because they do make pretty good money for a student. So Hello. <laughs> I was making like $13 an hour. And I thought at what? that time I was balling out of control. I was like, oh, snap, I'm rich. Right? But then, you know, like, bills and stuff. And you're like, oh, right. I'm, I'm actually just making it. <laughs> so um, Absolutely. So these are non-clinical roles. I want to tell you guys again, um, the CNA, which is Certified Nurse Assistant, or also known as a PCA, patient care associate, and two other roles, which is a nurse tech and a nurse aide. We definitely encourage you guys to know the difference, do some more research on it. And also as a side note for nurses um, who are in nursing school, I'm telling you hands down, if you 
are going to, you don't want to struggle with trying to find a job after school. I was fortunate enough to do an internship and I ended up staying on as a nurse tech and that actually became my first job. And that was actually at a pediatric facility as well. So if you know that you're trying to, you know, you're trying to set your game straight and you want to have a job when you get out, the best way to do it is to start while you're in school. So you have that connection and then you're able to get a job at where you're already working as a nurse when you graduate. Okay. Absolutely. One little tidbit. Please do. Um, something that I will say, which is a little, um, I don't know, just put it out there. Every day that you step on that unit as a nurse tech is a little mini interview. So always come with your best foot forward because yes. they ain't going to offer you a job if you not you know, acting doing right. what you got to do. Right. <laughs> so, and even if that unit isn't for you, like that nurse manager knows you, she can get in touch with all her nurse manager friends that can get you to the unit that you want to be on and be like, oh, she worked here for, you know, three summers and she was the bomb.com. Like you absolutely need to hire her. So, because yes. you know I'm all about networking. All about so. networking. <laughs> I hope somebody's writing these down. Yes. These are some good points. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. So, To wrap up the non-RN clinical roles, I definitely want to remind you guys that there is an episode on Toby Talks, episode eight, called Certified Nurse Assistant, because every nurse superhero needs a badass sidekick. So if you want some more details on what a day in a life of a CNA is, I definitely encourage you to listen to that episode. Again, that's episode eight. So I'm going to hop on into roles for nurses. So these are RN roles, registered nurse, um, registered nurse with associate or bachelor's degree. So the first one I want to talk about is the LVN, um, which is known as a licensed vocational nurse, or also LPN, which is known as a licensed practical nurse. These two tend to correlate side and side. So a lot of people get kind of confused, like, is it the same role? Is it different? They're very much the same. But like I said, definitely do your research. Um, One can be done in a vocational training program, and another one could be in a small associates-like community college program. In these roles, you do take a board exam. You do become a nurse, but you have limitations to what you can do, and you do work under the direction of a registered nurse. So I want to make sure that you fully understand that an LVN and an LPN are um, nurses' roles or a nurse role, and you have to take a board exam for that. I have had the pleasure of working with amazing LVNs and LPNs in my career, and they by far are amazing. So I know sometimes people feel like, oh, if you're not a ADN or an RN, you know, then you're nothing. No, we need our LVN nurses. We have nursing homes that need them. We have nurses that, um, LVNs that work in the um, emergency room, even though that's a different process for them to be able to work in there. But we have LVNs that are working on different units in the hospital. So they are just as important to our community as a regular nurse or as a registered nurse or as a BSN nurse. Okay, so I kind of want to clear that up. Ashley, have you had the pleasure of working with LVNs or an LPN in your career so far? So I actually have not. Um, One thing that I've noticed is that specific arenas that you find LPNs and LVNs working. And I think in like the ICU, I I don't think is really one of them. No. Um, So yeah, they're usually more in like lower acuity, which is like lower intensity or less like sick patient just because they aren't allowed like some some places will limit like them being able to administer narcotics which are you know like the really um the really high pain medications um they don't allow them to do like just certain things they just don't allow them to do so i haven't worked with them but i do know that they are very heavily used in a lot of places i've noticed personally i don't know if you've noticed this too toby that that i've noticed in the south they use them a lot more yeah um yeah yeah, yeah I've seen like, lots of LPNs, mm-hmm. LPNs in um in the South. Rehab uh, facilities, I don't know if it's, nursing yes. homes, even like you said, like outpatient care, um, some clinics, right? So, so like yeah. a doctor's office, yeah. right? You can give like you know vaccines to you know any kids, whatever. Um, or like just things where uh, patients aren't necessarily like that tenuous where they can like kind of teeter either way. So, um, but I have not worked with them, but I've heard fabulous things and they are still nurses. They are. Um, And we respect them so so much. We do. We absolutely do. I want to make sure that we talk about those um, roles because not everybody's ready to jump into an RN 
role. Um, so this is a great starting foundation. If you are not sure you really want to be a nurse, but you definitely want to do a clinical-like role, I would definitely encourage the LVN to LPN role. Um, like I said, you can find them in vocational schools or in community colleges. Usually, um, it can take about a year for the program or less, depending on what schools you go to. And the good thing about the LVN and LPN and now in the generation of healthcare, they have bridge programs. So if you yes. end up being an LVN and LPN and you like it and you want to go straight to get your bachelor's in nursing or an associate degree in nursing, they have bridge programs that will help you get into that. And I want to remind my listeners that if you are interested in what it's like to do the LVN or LPN role, I would definitely encourage you to listen to episode 10 the very truth about going from LVN to RN. I have a wonderful guest on there, Vanessa, who tells you the true honesty about what it's like to go from an LVN role to an RN role. And she also did start off as a CNA too. So I think that's a really good episode to help you if you know that's the journey you want to go into. The next one, a registered nurse with an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree I want to tell you guys about is the ADN, known as Associate's Degree in Nursing, and ASN, which is the Associate of Science in Nursing. These two, just like LVN slash LPN, are side by side. I really don't really see a difference between both, both of them, um, but ADN and, L and ASN are roles that you are a nurse in these roles. You sit down and you take the same board exam that a nurse with a BSN degree would take, and that's the NCLEX. So with the ADN slash ASN, these roles are, um, can be fulfilled at a community college. So you can go to school at a community college. It's affordable, and it's about a two-year program as well. And there are several, several nurses that I know that started off as an ADN or an ASN. And mm -hmm. to me, the only difference that I have seen, and Ashley, feel free to jump in, but the only roles mm -hmm. and differences that I've seen from an LVN, I mean, from a BSN to an ADN or ADN or ASN to a BSN is leadership courses. Now, I know now we have a lot of magnet hospitals that are only hiring bachelors of nursing and science, but there are still tons of hospitals out there that are not magnet that are hiring ADNs and ASNs. And the only difference that I see in between both of them are leadership and management courses. Um, besides that, I mean, we do the same exact kind of work. So, Ashley, what do you think? Because that's my perspective on it. Right. So um, one thing I will say, um, one thing I want to clarify really quick was with the NCLEX. So LPNs, LVNs also take an NCLEX, but, but there's an NCLEX PN, which is for practical nurse. Yes, and then there's an NCLEX RN for registered nurse. So they both take an NCLEX, but they're two different exams. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. Um, so that's why we respect them. Cause they, well, we respect everybody, but <laughs> right. they're still nurses. Cause they definitely do take that hard exam. What, that's hard one. Exam. But I will say, um, right. With that, um, with the associate degree nurses, they, um, right now, like, as you said, right now they are, I guess, having a little more difficulty with finding jobs with just like what, what you said, a lot of hospitals are trying to attain this magnet status, which means that they have to have a certain percentage of their nurses be bachelors prepared. Mm -hmm. Um, but that with that being said, I worked at Johns Hopkins, which is like one of the top institutions and they hired and their magnet and they hired associate degree nurses with the contingency that within a certain time period, they will go back for an RN to BSN bridge program. So something that I will say is if like money or, you know, funds are an issue for you, um, it, this would be a, a good route for you just because these hospitals will pay for you to go back. Yes. You know, it's about the money. It's so the money. Um, these hospitals will pay for you to go back and complete these, um, complete it because it benefits them to keep their magnet status. Exactly. Um, but other than that, absolutely no difference in, um, in the, the care you provide, you, you still have the full RN range um, that a bachelor's prepared nurse would have. I've noticed that at Hopkins, at least, they 
the, a lot of the associate degree nurses that they'll hire with the, with the same contingency, but they would hire them if they go to places like the OR or again, like lower acuity places, which I don't think is necessarily, in my opinion, necessarily fair. Cause at the end of the day, they're, just, they're doing the same thing. Yeah. But I think their idea is that we're going to send you back to school. So we want you to be in a position where you'll be able to f- successfully finish your bridge program without like the stresses of like a really high acuity unit. That's the one thing I've noticed, mm. but um, it's the same exact, it's the same exact thing. Um, you, when you do those bridge programs, which I'm, I'm, I guess we can kind of jump into, um, you just take classes. Like I know they make you take like sociology. They make you take research. Leadership. Certain things that like anybody, right. Mm-hmm. Anything like, um, I know community. Yeah. And communication. I think they, I don't know if you take public health. Well, I guess you do. Cause that's on the, in our class, it was but, um, well, in our BSN class, we had our community, which also had public health engraved in it too. Public, so, right, like, right. They make you say communication. I remember that was one. So there's certain uh, certain uh, classes that they make you take that aren't necessarily like nursing or like clinical, clinically related, but it's the courses that you'd have to take to get any bachelor's degree anywhere, you mm-hmm. know, like certain certain math, certain English, things like that. But they're they're really quick programs. Sometimes you can get them done in shorter than a year. I think the longest I've seen is maybe like eighteen months. But um, again, online. really they're good online. option. Oh, yes, they're yes. online, they online which helps. is way easier for someone who's actually working at the bedside as an associate degree nurse and then um, trying to go back to school. But I think it's perfect for someone who's thinking about money and um, is just like or can't even you know, spend the time in a four-year program because these hospitals will pay for you to go back. Like, Hello? absolutely. I know numerous hospitals that will pay for you to go back, and that's always a plus. So Always a plus. And that's why I want to encourage <laughs> everyone, if you are, even if you're in the LVN or whatever, know your hospital, yeah. know what they can do to support you to go back to school. I also worked absolutely. at Texas Children's in Houston, and that was a magnet hospital as well that also had the same kind of contingencies. I'm not sure if it's the same mm-hmm. now, but mm-hmm. during that time, um, you can go back to school, whether it's from ABN to BSN or BSN to a mm-hmm. master's or doctorate. Know what mm-hmm. kind of benefits your hospital has because we all about saving the money. OK, absolutely. Make sure you're paying attention on that first day when they're telling you about all the benefits. That's real long and boring during orientation Listen <laughs> to that day because they throw it in there real quick. Like, real hey, 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 we'll pay for you to go to school and then move on. And you wait, 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 wait. What you just say? Like, they. <laughs> 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 Like they stay will woke. pay for it. Then they, yeah, stay woke, stay alert. Like, stay look, alert. Mm. so don't I, don't just be sitting there doing their work. Don't. <laughs> Learn how to let them work for you too. Okay. Hello. So, for any of you guys who are also interested in the ABN slash ASN route, I also have another episode, episode two, called "You Failed Out of Nursing School." Now what? And this is an interview from um, my guest Ashley, where she talks about how she went to how she went through nursing the ADN route when she wasn't successful in the BSN route and she drops down a lot of tips and a lot of um, headliners on ways to be successful in the Indian and the ADN program so definitely catch up catch that episode too to find out more so let me jump into the BSN bachelor's of nursing in science that's what it means Um, this program I feel like is the one that gets the most attention so I feel Really not assume for those who don't know, that means you've gone to a four year university and you have graduated with your bachelor's of science in nursing. You also will sit down and take the NCLEX, the board exam that Ashley was talking about earlier. And um, this being able to be a BSN nurse gives you a lot of leadway in the field because um, you're able to get into any kind of magnet hospital. It's it's mm-hmm. not as challenging to grow in your role and position. You can go from a bedside nurse to a charge nurse to a lead um, to, mm-hmm. to the manager. So it's easy to climb up depending on what your career path is. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to chime in that for me, taking the BSN route, I thought that 
it would stumble me from growing in leadership positions. And it has not. It has opened several doors. Um, I have worked in management and I now work in quality as a specialist for process improvements. So there's so many different areas that the BSN, um, the Bachelor's of Science in Nursing can take you. So that's something to definitely consider, especially when you're thinking of cost and all that. But I do not want to deter anyone who is looking through the ADN or ASN route either. Do what is affordable for you and your pockets, but know that there's also uh -huh. bridge programs that will get you through. So Ashley, how did you become a bachelor's of yes. nurse and science? So of course I did it the long way. So didn't we all um, for those of you who have <laughs> right? And for those of you who have not listened to my episode, I was so I already had a four year degree that it was a bachelor of science but in sports medicine when I decided I wanted to be a nurse. And I went back to school and did what's called an accelerated second degree nursing program. And what that is um, is you basically take the nursing courses, the nursing portion of the Bachelor of Science in Nursing degree, you take those courses like really quickly in like a short term, usually it's between 12 and 24 months, and they take the credits from your first bachelor's degree, so things that you've already done, like your Englishes, your math, your science, um, your... Uh, Oh my gosh, like uh, anatomy, all of the things, chemistry, the leadership and anatomy, reading, yes, those things like that. Yes. They take those from your first degree and apply it to your second degree. So I ended up, I had two bachelor's degrees, one in, um, as I said, sports medicine, and then I got my bachelor of science in nursing. Um, but with that, I still, again, had to sit for my NCLEX afterward. And for me to like work as a registered nurse. And that is something that we said you want to talk about, Toby. Um, these acronyms. So yes. remember that, um, so the BSN, the Bachelor of Science in Nursing, is the degree you earn after completing the program. That is the degree. So once you graduate and you walk across the stage, and you flip your tassel, you are not a nurse yet. <laughs> you have you you have your BSN. So once you sit and take your NCLEX RN exam and pass that, then you are an RN. Mm -hmm. So when you see people say I'm an RN BSN, that's saying I'm a registered nurse who has passed my boards and I am a bachelor's prepared one. So yeah. those are those are very very important distinctions to to understand there are a lot of acronyms in this field for some unknown reason <laughs> um, it can get pretty confusing you'll see people with rn asn or adn those things means that they're same thing they sat for that rn exam but um they have an associate's degree so those are the distinctions to let people know what you've what level of education you've attained and what certification you have yes. so the rn part is the certification and the bsn part is the degree the education so those are two those are two separate things they mean two different things um but you'll see you'll see that a lot you'll see and people people flip them around i actually did learn something after np school toby i don't know if you knew this hmm. but there's yeah. actually even a correct way that you're supposed to list them so you always start with your degree a lot of people do RN BSN, but it's actually BSN RN. Yes. Yes. So you're supposed to list your highest degree first, then you list your um, certification next. Things you'll see. So, so if you see BSN RN or RN BSN, it's the same thing. It doesn't mean they were a nurse before they got their bachelor's or bachelor's before they got it. No. It means the same thing. It's just that people list them differently. But the right wow. way. <laughs> I never that knew BSN. that, but I always did BSN yes, RN. That's what they told us, but I mm -hmm. never even knew it was Good. degree. And it makes sense though, because your degree yeah. was first and then you sat for your board. Yeah. And yep. don't be confused, so, y'all, because there are some people out mm -hmm. there that um, they have their BSN, but they never either sat for the board or didn't pass the board. And they still can work, mm -hmm. but they cannot work as a registered nurse. So you can yeah, have a BSN yes. and you work in for a pharmaceutical company on a non-nursing mm -hmm. role, or you can even work in quality right, without clinical a clinical role. So just throw mm -hmm. that out there so mm -hmm. no one's confused, but I loved how you highlight that, Ashley. So yes. um, I feel like you can go ahead and hop in on the registered nurse with the math degrees how about that all right so I will hop into this so there the master's degree you thought you could do a lot with the bachelor's degree the master's degree just opened up a whole different can of worms so I will start with just the MSN so that is the master of science in nursing um, so that 
person who has that degree got a bachelor's degree in either nursing or something else beforehand and then went on and got the master's degree in nursing. Now, what can you do with that master's degree? Um, the first thing is now that I, what I've noticed in a lot of schools is that they are, you can become just an entry level nurse with master's degree. Mm -hmm. So I know the school that I went to, um, Johns Hopkins, they've now converted their um, entry level nursing program, which is used to be the bachelor's program to a master's program. Wow. So now everyone that's in this program has a bachelor's degree in some other field and they come and uh, they've taken the prerequisites that they had to take, which are your anatomies, physiology, microbiology, biology, chemistry, things like that. They take that ahead. Of, they, hopefully that was a part of their bachelor's program. But if it wasn't, they took that separately and now are in a master's program for nursing. So let me be very clear. Though they have a master's degree, it does not mean that they can be, that they're a nurse practitioner. It doesn't mean they nurse anesthetist, anything like that. They have a master's degree and have to sit for the RN exam, just like an associate's degree nurse and just like a bachelor's degree nurse. And then their credentials, when they come out, are MSN, RN. Degree is the master's, and then they're still an RN. Now, what? that's the... Wow. Yes. Wait, so let me... So that's where a lot of schools... I want to yes. cut you off really quick to make sure I mm -hmm. understand it. So you're <laughs> telling me that I could be a financial analyst... And I want to go back to mm -hmm. school and be a nurse. I don't have to take another BSN course. I mean, I have to take a bachelor's course again and have two degrees or two bachelor's degrees. I can mm -hmm. actually just go straight for this MSN degree and just be a nurse from there. And just be a nurse. So, yes, wow. and that's exactly the type of person that they're kind of catering to in these programs. So most of these, most of the people in these programs are older adults who've worked in different sectors. I'd like you said, a financial analyst. We've had people who were lawyers we've had people who teachers um oh, doing wow. all different kinds of things and realize that they like a lot of times they'll have like whatever personal experience with nursing they had a family member who was in the hospital or something like that and they realized like wow i really want to be a nurse and um but they're like i don't really want to sit there another four-year degree or I can't find an accelerated nursing program like what I did, but there are these master's programs. Or some people just are like, I want a master's degree. Like, I don't want a bachelor, another bachelor's. I'd rather have a master's. Mm -hmm. So they'll go and find, go to this master's program, and you take the, pretty much the same courses um, as you would take in a BSN program. They're a little higher level, um, but you still take this RN exam. Um, one thing I will say is in these master's programs, they have a lot more leadership and research courses, um, just because with master's programs, like you do have to do uh, like a poster project and things for most master's program, no matter what the field is, you have to do some type of exit project or paper or something. So they do have a little more research and um, things like that involved. However, it's the you leave with the same scope of practice as a BSN or a ADN, ASN nurse would um, leave with this. Okay. So, um, Yes. Yeah, so that is the master of science in nursing. Like what, what, so my school calls it the generalist. So that's a general master of science in nursing. Mm -hmm. um, with that, I will say um, sometimes you'll get like a little, maybe extra buck or two uh, per hour with pay for just for having the advanced degree, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, Oh, I have a master. So that means I can be a nurse manager. Like usually things like that, you still got to work your way up to. Yeah. <laughs> but um uh, you will, um, but you do have this master's degree um, that you can even build on later, which I'm going to hop into now to uh, do one of these other specialist roles. So, um, so that's so that's your master's generalist. Now you can go back and get your master's degree of science and nursing with a specialty to mm. be a nurse practitioner. You can be a nurse, a clinical nurse specialist or a CNS. You can be a certified certified nurse midwife, or um, you can be a nurse anesthetist. So administer anesthesia. So these these roles now these are people who had were already nurses. So whether they had an A, uh, well I guess you have to have a BSN. So you have a BSN, a Bachelor of Science in Nursing already. You were working as a, you've already passed your boards. You probably worked 
maybe a year or two or even 10 years, 15 years, or haven't worked at all, but you have this degree and you have this certification Mm -hmm. and you decide you want to take on what's called an advanced practice registered nurse role. Those are the four routes you can take. So as I said, nurse practitioner, nurse midwife, clinical nurse specialist, and nurse anesthetist. Those are the four roles you can take on um, as an advanced practice registered nurse. Now, those are, um, so with the nurse practitioner, they break it down even more to different patient populations that you'll be taking care of. So you'll have, you can be an adult gerontological registered nurse. So that's like adults and older adults. You can be an acute care one. So you'd work inpatient in the hospital while um, patients are like admitted into the hospital, or you can be a primary care one who is where you go, what people think of as the doctor's office where you mm-hmm. go for a checkup. They, yeah. uh, they maintain, you know, things like that. They make sure that, you know, weight's okay. Everything's like nothing's, nothing is necessarily wrong or if they, they can do like a quick, you know, I have a, I have a cold, I have an infection, things like that. Write you a quick mm-hmm. prescription. Or immunizations so, and stuff like that. Or immunization. Yeah. Exactly. So that's, a, so then with that, they also have the family nurse practitioner who takes care of the whole family. And that's from birth to death. That's infants all the way up to grandma. And then you also have your um, pediatric nurse practitioner, which they also break down again into acute care and primary care. So same thing, acute care is in the hospital and primary care is um, outpatient. Doctor's office. And doctor's office, right. And they have um, the psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner so that they usually work. I think they actually work both inpatient or outpatient. I don't yes. think there's a um, specific. Uh, they, they don't yeah. further yeah, specify that. But they work on um, with mental health. And then there's the women's health nurse practitioner who works more with gynecological issues. So that can be like, instead of you going to a gynecologist, you go to a nurse practitioner who does those same things. They, you know, prescribe birth control. They'll, you know, if something's funny going on down there, they'll take care of that. Okay, they'll um, take care of you, honey. And, you know, things like that. So those are the different nurse practitioners that you can be. So nurse practitioners, they prescribe medications, they diagnose um, diseases, they interpret lab results, they interpret x-rays, they pretty much have like 80 80 to 90% of the scope of a physician, of of an MD, a doctor. Depending on the state you um, live in, they'll have certain specifications of what you can and can't prescribe, what you can and can't do with or without a physician present. Um, And those are things that you'll get into once you get there. But um, as far as... um, as far as the role, that's what you do. You are the provider. You are the person that is responsible for the care of this patient. So that's the that's the nurse practitioner. You have the certified nurse midwife, which I think every, a lot of people know what a midwife is. So they deliver babies. That's what mm-hmm. they do. So instead of you going to the OB um, to have them, you know, follow you throughout your pregnancy and they'll do your ultrasounds and things like that. You'll have a nurse midwife do that. A lot of, a lot of people, uh, most of the times, um, nurse midwives worked in the labor and delivery unit as an RN and kind of have that experience and decide to go on to take that advanced role of delivering the babies themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people are like going to midwives over physicians. There are different opinions on, you know, midwives take a more holistic approach. They like to do more homeopathic things. They're not as ready to do a C-section as um, an OB is. I actually don't think that nurse midwives even do C-sections. I think that's uh, the one thing they no. don't do. I know they do do delivery. Yeah. And they, they're mostly they, they deliver vaginally. In rural areas. Yes. Too. A lot of rural areas have um, certified right. nurse midwives because, you know, it's so hard to get to a to the inpatient or to the hospital that midwives come yes. to you to deliver yes. your baby at home. They'll come to you. Right. They definitely do. They they are also like more into like kind of the different ways to deliver babies. They'll do things like water births. You can yeah. go to like a birthing center and they, they let you like stay in your clothes and you don't have an IV and things like that. A little more like natural ways to have a baby. People really like them. They're awesome. Uh, so that's the nurse midwife. Then there's your um, nurse anesthetist, which is you do anesthesia. So when you go for surgery and they put you under, you can have a nurse anesthetist that's doing that. Mm-hmm. To completely take the role of the anesthesiologist. They intubate, so they put the breathing tube in. They give you all the medications that keep you asleep. Um, they monitor your uh, vital signs and lab values while you're 
asleep and they you know get you out of it at the end of it they usually those um advanced practice registered nurses they usually work in an ice i think that's actually mandatory that they work yeah that's a credential a certain certain amount of time mm -hmm. right and then go back to school for their um for their crna which is a certified registered nurse anesthetist awesome role a lot of people a lot of critical care nurses really like that role the mm-hmm. money is fantastic um, <laughs> right. um they right and you know i'm always about the money it's, it's a really awesome role for someone and i would who, say um, because um, i will be interviewing a um a crna in a couple of weeks uh, actually awesome. so it's going to be dropping this fall i so can't wait to hear that okay we're trying to hear all <laughs> of it, like how much is the coins how long was school is it really like a good job boring job whatever but because yes. i will be interviewing a crna pretty soon that is awesome and um i actually forgot to mention one other nurse practitioner there's the neonatal nurse practitioner oh yeah yeah so they work with the itty bitty babies that are in the um neonatal icu so those are usually um babies that are born a little too early they're premature they take the role of the physician in um in those settings so they can monitor uh, the big thing for them is like bilirubin and making sure they're not jaundiced things like that mm-hmm. they'll also do um Um, monitor like their different oxygen needs that they'll have and things like that they're awesome 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 people those uh nurse practitioners um have a NICU requirement so they'll work in neonatal ICU as RNs for a certain amount of time before they'll go back to school to be a neonatal nurse practitioner but they only work on the um the zero to 28 days like neonate period those are the those are the children are the the patient population that they work with, whereas the pediatric nurse practitioner will work from infant, you know, birth up until, depending on the state, 2018, 21, or even 25. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are um, the different distinctions there. And those seem the to last be direct one, care? These are more direct care uh, in the hospital yes, setting? In, yes. Okay. Right. D- like directly working with patients. Mm-hmm. Um the last one is the clinical nurse specialist, which um, can and can can and cannot be a direct care role. So, uh, the clinical nurse specialists, they are phenomenal people. Um, I didn't even know what they did until I started working on the on my unit. Um, so they can also further be um, specialized into pediatrics, adults. Um, they can even go into like oncology. Uh, orthopedics, they can be in different areas. Mm -hmm. Right. So what they do, um, which is amazing, they, um, they kind of do a lot of quality stuff, Toby. One thing that I've noticed, (laughs) they, um, so they, oh my gosh, how do I even explain? They, they, whatever unit they work on, whatever population they deal with, they look at how nurses can be better and more efficient at how they're taking care of these patients. So the, um, I'll give you an example. The clinical nurse specialist that worked in the pediatric ICU, who I absolutely adored, she would do things like if a new, a new type of dressing for a wound would come out, she would be like, hey, there's this new dressing. They do a whole bunch of like research. They read a ton of articles and they'll be like, oh, there's this new dressing that came out and we think it's really great. I'm going to put on this pilot trial for like 10 days and we're going to use it on these types of patients and see if this is better than the current product that we're using. Or I'm going to, I'm trying to come up with a way to better give report because I feel like we're missing things in the Mm -hmm. report and that's, you know, detrimental to the patient. So what, um, they take a lot of feedback. They do a lot of surveys. Um, they talk to everyone on the unit to make sure that, um, they're, we're providing the best care that we can provide. That's like, that's really their role. They're, they yeah. specialize in one particular, um, one particular patient population or even one particular unit even. And they just, they just make it better in Looking all ways. improvements um, and making sure the quality yes. that they're delivering is like to par. It's not absolutely for patient care, but also the nurse, the care that nurses are delivering. So you're right. right. We actually work hand in hand with a lot of um, exactly. nurse specialists in quality because they're going to be the forefronters that are bringing back whatever the improvements are or getting the feedback from mm-hmm. the nurses to the table when it comes right. to talking to leadership and, and being able to implement what you know, has come to the, to the forefront from research and investigations and stuff. 
Absolutely. So what I really um, ended up, uh, what I liked about them a lot is that, so the clinical nurse specialists usually um, work as an RN on the unit that they're going to be the specialist for. And they know what it's like to be a nurse on this unit. They know what it means to take care of the type of patients you take care of. They know firsthand what that means. So they always suggest things that are feasible. They always look for feasibility. They always look for um, things that just make sense with the culture of mm-hmm. that unit. So they, um, they, they don't, it's not like this outsider that comes in. It's like, I'm going to make things better. It's just this person who really knows the unit, like to the T and will, will find ways to improve on things based on what is feasible and possible for the unit and the staff and the patients that are, that are all part of this, um, this team. Yes. Um, they they are awesome one thing they we did a really good project on central line associated bloodstream infections there was a spike in them um randomly one year everyone's trying to find that Mm -hmm. right and she she noticed of course she knows where anybody else she's like i was looking at the data i'm just like you're always looking at some data data and she's like i've noticed that this this and that and then she'd hold a staff meeting and she's like so why do you think this is happening and we'll say well you know what honestly i'm having to do um i'm having to do or we're all doing um central line dressing changes differently like this person does it this way and that person does it that way and sometimes we don't have this stuff and blah 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 oh, wow. and they listen to all your complaints and they kind of compile it all into to this like one thing like this is the root cause analysis they do a mm-hmm. bunch of root cause analysis tons, tons tons and oh my gosh it's so awesome and they um they'll go they'll come back with this is what i think will make it better and we're gonna try this and i'm gonna see if it works and they're the bomb they're oh my gosh i love them they're not enough of them everybody will be one <laughs> we all need our, our yes. certified nurse specialist okay yes so that is so those are those four advanced practice registered nurse roles but then you you get into other master's degrees in nursing that you can get that aren't necessarily related they don't make you an advanced practice registered nurse so before i even go on all those roles that i just told you same thing with the RN. You have to go back and take a certification exam to qualify to actually work in these roles. So there's, a, there's an exam to be a clinical nurse specialist. There's an exam to be each of the types of nurse practitioner I, um, I specified. Um, there's an exam to be the nurse anesthetist and the um, certified, certified nurse midwife. Mm-hmm. So they will come out, they'll get their MSN, and they study for their boards and take those boards, and then they can work in those roles. Um, whereas with this Master of Science in Nursing that's indirect, once they graduate with this degree, they're able to go do whatever it is they need to, they, you know, did, they want to do with that um, specific degree. Mm-hmm. So you'll have things like your clinical nurse leader. So those are people, sometimes they'll, um, they'll go, they're interested in um, managing or, you know, being a part of hospital leadership. And they'll decide like, I, I just want to know more about leadership and how I can approach, you know, a, a large group of nurses and things like that. So they'll go back and get the clinical nurse leader, um, masters of science they also have like the nurse educator the nurse researcher he has a public public health nurse so that's like just specific in taking care of population health and you work well you work a lot with uh social work and Mm -hmm. case managing and um access to care issues um they they do a lot of that they have nurse nursing informatics which is this new thing that everyone keeps talking about where it's just kind of like what i was saying with the um kind of with a clinical nurse specialist, but they look at like different modalities and um, I guess like technologies we can use to help like just provide better care yeah. in nursing. So Even they, um, they, they work with the, uh, right, like right. And any kind of charting yes. programs, they are like yes. the front runners to help communicate what nurses need to see, how we want to document right. things. They are our champions on Absolutely. That. What's important mm. to yeah, what's important to nursing in terms of doing these things. So if you get like a new glucose testing machine, like they're the ones that are just like, No, this isn't gonna work for nurses because X, Y, and Z. And they'll they're on top of all the things that to do with technology. So it's yeah. kinda like the IT nurse. Yeah, and um, there's tons of nurses, have the, by the way, I wanna throw in there that you know work mm-hmm. for facebook and google and these yes. tech companies that are building out new different kind of devices to help in the healthcare field as a whole so mm-hmm. informatics is very new but very very broad 
Um, so for yes. the, some of y'all that are like techie and you still want to be a nurse, yes. that's for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, it is fantastic. Um, uh, there are so many things that you can do with nursing in general and so many different avenues that you can be very general or very, very specific depending on what speaks to you in nursing. Um, so those are your master's degrees uh, that you can get with nursing. Um, as I said, you're a nurse practitioner, your nurse midwife, your nurse anesthetist, and your nurse specialist. And then the other um, indirect care, which is your nurse leader, nurse administrator, executive, educator, researcher, um, informatics, public health, like those are things that you can um, do to kind of further, further your knowledge in a specific area of nursing that you, that's passionate to you. Um, Ooh, you go, girl. You were dropping I know. all the nuggets. <laughs> all the nuggets. Uh, girl, I'm out of breath. Okay. I know. So, okay. Um, so then you have those real smart nurses that got too much time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they, um, <laughs> they, they decide that they want to go get a doctoral degree in nursing, which is like the upper echelon. Like, you are it in nursing, <laughs> um, which is your terminal degree. Right. Um, so there are two main, um, two main nursing or doctoral degrees that you can get in nursing. You have your PhD, which is your doctor of philosophy in nursing. Then your, there's your DNP, which are, which is your doctor of nursing practice. So the biggest difference between the two is the PhD, just like with any other PhD or uh, in any other field, it's a lot of scholarly research paper writing you usually do things like you do a lot of research projects you do randomized control trials does this work does not does this not work you're usually um looking at a specific population to see why certain things are happening in a specific population and what mm-hmm. you can do to fix that a lot it'll be like cardiovascular health in like african-americans that are from the south it'll you know things yeah, like that like yeah. very specific they spend a lot of time in school like sometimes like three or four years Um, working on this one project they usually end up being published um, in a journal with their like awesome awesome research these PhDs in nursing I mostly see them in schools of nursing so they usually turn around and go back and are nurse educators they teach your nursing program so they'll you know you'll have like a nurse midwife who decides she wants to go back to school and get her PhD in nursing and she'll be teaching your labor and delivery class mm-hmm. or, um, you know, and so forth and, um, things like that. There are of course other things you can do with it. Um, a lot of them will work. Um, sometimes you can be, you can work in like pharmaceuticals or with uh, yeah. medical equipment mm-hmm. and just say, you know, this is what I've, this is what I've seen. I'm an expert in the field. You can call yourself an expert nurse. Like yeah. you, you, you know it all you about this, whatever specific research thing you did. And whatever um, you did could also end up being a new field or a new Avenue where, you are bought yes. by even a hospital you can help run a new hospital with your your research yes. findings and stuff so um there's a lot outside the classroom and in the classroom you can definitely do it yes PhD. that which you can do with your ph it's awesome um phd is like god bless them i don't know if i could do it but they, <laughs> they are they really know their stuff and they they've do. read way too many articles to count and they're like oh i have there was this one art you know this one um trial that happened in new zealand 17 years ago that they talked about this and i'm like how do you know that right. anyway <laughs> their they, their wealth like, of knowledge hello yes mm wealth of knowledge and then there's there's your doctor of nursing practice so let's talk about this because just like we said um you can do your um asn adn your bsn or msn to get into nursing a lot of those nurse practitioner roles and clinical nurse specialists and nurse anesthetists and stuff that i told you you can get with your master's those things are moving on up to the east side to DNP. Yes. <laughs> so um, Very a lot of these, yes, a lot of these programs um, are now doctoral programs. So with that being said, um, they're more clinical based or more clinical specialized. Are of course doctors. They're tech, they're doctors in their field, but they are very. Um, they they're doctors and and learn how to do something specific like tactically. Like they mm-hmm. they can. You know what I like? I guess how do I say that? Like they are—they're going to practice something 
usually there is a general DNP that you can get where same thing you can teach with it. You can all the same things that you can do with a PhD, but they're more clinical focused instead of like research focused. Yeah. Um, like so don't like get me wrong. Like even when you're in clinicals, like they're the yes. ones that go into the full details of, okay, this is how this surgery goes. This is the preparation, the pre-op, mm-hmm. the post-op, like the practices of what you're doing in a nursing. They are like the doctors yes. of that. Like they, can definitely streamline that process. Yes, they are. Um, they are also a great wealth of knowledge. Um, as I said, they are now a lot of your your nurse practitioners that you're seeing. You'll see like DNP now. That does not mean nurse doctor nurse practitioner means <laughs> doctor nurse practice. Sometimes please they are your nurse practitioner. Please clear that up. Um, so yes, so your nurse practitioner. There are lots of acronyms for nurse practitioners. It's ridiculous. Um, depending on where you get your um, your certification, there are a lot of different certification boards, and they have different acronyms for everything. I barely even know my acronym. Um, <laughs> It's like, it's, um, it's ridiculous. But um, the DNP, when you see that, that means a doctor of nursing practice. It has nothing to do with being a nurse practitioner. I know the NP throws you off, but as a nursing practice, but you can, again, be a nurse practitioner. You can be a, nurse, um, a clinical nurse specialist, a nurse midwife, or um, a nurse anesthetist with your DNP, or you can have a generalist DNP that um, uh, you do, you still do research. There's still a research component. Don't get me wrong. You're not getting out of the research if you want to get a doctoral degree, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, let them know, girl, more, so they're not shocked. Yes. Right. It's a, it's definitely more clinical based and more like just getting expertise in a specific um, arena. So a lot of schools will offer both. Some will offer one or the other. Um, some people get combined PhDs and DNPs, which I'm like, Lord, give me strength. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, these are, those are like the two main things you can do with um, to get a doctoral degree in nursing. Um, so with that, sometimes there are some programs that you don't have to have a master's degree before you get into the doctoral program. They'll have um, BS to DNPs mm-hmm. where you come in with a bachelor's degree and you can just run straight into that DNP. You don't have to get a master's in something else, um, which is nice because most other fields, you do have to have a master's before you can get a doctoral degree in that field. So um, if that's something you want to do, if you want to be a nurse practitioner and the schools of nursing in your area only have DNP programs, don't think you have to go and find a master's program somewhere to get a master's first before like most of the time, if that's what they offer, they'll accept the bachelor's, um, the bachelor's degree prepared nurse. That's very um, true. Same for their PhD. doctoral program. Yes. Yeah, yes. PhD, a lot of BSN to PhDs PhD. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are super, super smart people. Um, <laughs> lots of patients, very dedicated, um, they deserve to be called doctor. When you see them, call them doctor. Um, they've earned it. They have um, earned it. Yes, they have. Wow. But um, it's, so there's a, a lot of things you can do. That is a really good rundown, like, actually, yeah. of the doctor's degree and of the master's degree, girl. You did that. Mm-hmm. So I really, really <laughs> hope Thank people you, truly got the, the gist of it. And it was really, really important for me and Ashley to do this episode because – from both ends, we were seeing and getting a lot of questions and um, some confusions on a lot of acronyms. And there are mm-hmm. out there. There's so many. But like me and Ashley said, Google it. Definitely look into yes. it. Do your research and just know there's no straight shot. Like Ashley said, her journey was completely different. And if you have not heard her journey, please check out episode nine from pre-med to clinical nurse instructor. And also my yes. journey was very different as well. You can check out that episode 11 um, where I talk about how I failed and how I continued my journey in nursing school. So there is no conventional route. I just want to just throw that out there. There's none. And the way healthcare is changing, there's so many bridge programs. You can go from LVN to BSN, BSN to PhD, whatever floats your boat, it is out there, but you definitely have to look for it. This definitely wraps up our episode for the summer edition. I want people to know where they can find you, Ashley, because I know you're pretty active on social media, girl. I am a little bit. So most of the, most of my social media is on Instagram. Um, 
my Instagram is kind of annoying. It is Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, two underscores, not one, but two. And then Banks with three S's. Oh, she extra, <laughs> um, so y'all. Ashley Banks, I am extra. If y'all remember the first princess, me, Ashley Banks, ah! hello. Uh, <laughs> but that is, I share a lot about my day-to-day as a, um, as a pediatric ICU nurse. Um, I talked a lot about what it was to be a uh, PICU nurse at night and being an NP student by the day. Um, for, I don't know if I said it today. I am a PDA, a board certified PDA. Hello. Oh, hey, Hello. I am now. Actually, got an interview tomorrow, girl. Anyway. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So we'll definitely talk about that on the next episode. See how that went. But um, <laughs> but yes. Um, I Ashley Banks. If you can follow me, you can send me DMs. I try to answer as many questions as I can. But and that's honestly literally what sparked this conversation today was the like the sheer number of DMs I was getting where people just did not understand the different avenues and different um, different acronyms of nursing. If there's anything you take away from this, like that, will make my heart warm. Is that know the difference between the education and what that acronym means and the certification and what that acronym means. Mm-hmm. Those are the two mm-hmm. different things. And they're very important um, for you to know. And I'm telling you right now, Google, if that is not your best friend already, make it your best friend. Make it your best friend. <laughs> right now. Make it your yes. best friend. Well, you guys, right we're definitely, now. I'm definitely going to have a lot of the discussion that we talked about, like the acronyms and the different roles posted on my website, tobytaj.com. Yes. I'm going to make sure it's a blog post for you guys and underneath that blog post feel free to put as many questions as you want me and Ashley will definitely be answering questions during the summer as our summer edition throughout all the way until August so if you have any questions based on this episode let us know we want to hear from you and until next time me and Ashley we out hey out of here see ya (laughs)